Welcome back to First of All, a podcast and a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, love, and modern culture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang, and I'm coming to you this week all on my own. Actually, no, that's a lie. My podcast producer, Marvin, is here with me uh, to be my support system. Go, Marv. Um, but today, this week, we will not be having a guest as uh, some scheduling conflicts actually gave way to a new part of my podcast that I wanted to start. I was actually feeling a little scared about this part, but then I go with the flow. When life gives me lemon, I Beyonce that shit and I make lemonade. So not having a guest and having a bit of a chaotic schedule because of a collaboration Los Angeles show that I hosted recently and it was amazing. I decided, hey, let's just have this time one-on-one with me and the audience. Um, I've been having, it's only been two episodes in, this is a third, but I've been learning a lot about how I am on my own with running my own podcast and being the host. And so I wanted to have this special time with you guys where I could speak to you from my heart. And um, a number of things have been happening. And the title of this, first of all, is surrender and surrender part one because there's a second part that I'm not allowed to share with you for a little bit of time so you'll just have to be patient but don't worry I will reveal I'm dying to kind of share my thoughts and feelings on why I'm doing this surrender series but uh, just go with me so for surrender series part one um, I've been going through a lot of changes in my life obviously I I kind of started this podcast with that whole change mentality in mind but um, one of these things which I might I might just invite him on to be on this podcast in the future I got myself a life coach now please don't judge I judged myself I judged anybody who like said those words I got myself a life coach but I got a, a life coach to accelerate all the different things that I've been working through for a long time now. And honestly, let me tell you, it's been one of the best investments in me uh, for myself that I, I I rarely do and that I'm realizing through this process uh, in working with my life coach, Abe. And he's a really great friend of mine. I've known him for years and we've been working on a number of things that um, have been really helping me progress and grow as a person. Uh, mind you, I'll be very real. It's not comfortable. It's been a lot of crying and, uh, which I personally kind of like sometimes, but it's really making me face a lot of difficult things and a lot of ugly truths that I have spent a great deal of time avoiding, um, very, very fiercely avoiding for a really long time. So, uh, this, this episode, uh, the surrender theme and the surrender series is part of that narrative in my life. And uh, one of the things that I, I really wanted this podcast to be a catalyst for was to be more open and honest about who I am and share myself and my thoughts with others because I personally find a lot of strength and value in vulnerability. And while I am a very open person when I sit down with friends, um, kind of on that larger scale when it comes to the public, I guess that's the best word, the, to the public, in my public, I can be very self-conscious and very reserved. Uh, and I think that's also why I find so much value in being an actor, because that's the area of my life where I can be myself. I'm forced to, I have to, I have to be vulnerable and I have to um, feel every feeling openly to the fullest. 
But in my personal life, I can be very, very uh, self-conscious is the best word, very uh, insecure and um, very self-doubting. And even, and and I know there's a lot of listeners out there who do know me personally, and you guys have this image of me that I'm very loud and, and opinionated, et cetera, but there's still a lot of part of me that I hold back. And so that brings me to this moment where I am working on surrender. I am working on being myself and being authentic. Um, no bullshit, no apologies, as you guys know from my first episode with Mumpreet. And um, to be honest and, and, and to be real. And I think that's always been the goal. That's what I love the most about people that I love. Um, and I want to be able to be that. So uh, in order to partially begin the process of surrendering, this is a part of my surrender um, in the public, I guess, I wanted to share this piece that I wrote. Uh, I actually, I do write a lot. I don't share a lot of what I write, but I do write a lot. I've been writing since I was a really little girl. I think my first diary when I was, was when I was four and I was logging all my activities for the day. And all the allowance that I got for washing dishes and helping my mom clean up. Um, and then that matured into more <laughs> complex thought and my feelings and everything like that. I've written, I've written, I've written quite a bit of poetry. And um, back in the day in San Francisco, I was asked to, no, not I was not asked. I challenged myself, you guys. I challenged myself to participate in a spoken word event. I believe it was 2013 when I challenged myself to get up and let it out. Again, this is a long process, you guys. This has been years and years in the making. But um, I think I made it at the beginning of January 2013. I think it was my New Year's resolution. Um, real talk. I did the actual thing. I actually did the spoken word at the end of December of 2013. So I literally put it off to the very friggin' end of the year to the last event possible where I was like, this is my only opportunity. You have to do it. But I'm proud to say that I did it. So, um, the reason why I share that with you is that that was the only spoken word I've ever written and done. Um, and that process was very interesting, and I tried to be really deep, and I ended up writing a whole bunch of garbage. But then what I ended up did, uh, what I ended up writing was uh, just actually my stream of consciousness. It was a peek inside my brain from when I would leave my apartment door in San Francisco to my bus stop, which was about a six minute walk. And that's, that was my spoken word piece. And it was one of the most terrifying, like I literally almost threw up before I got to that mic. Um, and I did it and it was the most liberating cathartic feeling in the entire universe. And then like four people came up to me after and were like pretty moved or like had a lot of thoughts and feelings after I shared my piece. And they're like, I didn't know that anyone else thought the way that way. I didn't, I thought I was a crazy person that only thought those things. And so that was very nice. And uh, the reason I bring that up is because I was recently asked to be part of a, a storytelling event. And it was a friend of mine who's also an actress, Louisa Adams, who's one of the brightest, most wonderful women that I know. She actually organized this event to raise money for the ACLU. And uh, if you guys don't know the ACLU, I really highly recommend that you look it up. We were fundraising to 
just donate to them to contribute to them protecting protecting all sorts of human rights and um, really celebrating diversity. So in that, I rewrote my original spoken word piece. I updated it um, just to reflect my current state of mind, my 2017 version of Minji. And I decided that with all of these different elements at play, me not having a guest, me um, challenging myself to surrender, to be real with you guys, uh, I thought I'd share it. So thanks universe for aligning all these different moments to bring me here. Now I'm getting nervous again, but I'm going to, I'm going to share this piece with you guys just to give you a little bit of a peek inside my brain. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there. And then we'll, we will have the IMO segment. Again, it'll just be really IMO in my opinion, because I don't have a guest unless Marvin wants to step in and give his advice too. He's okay. Um, but we will get moving on this and I hope that you enjoy. And, and then one other thing, um, the updated version is me getting ready for work. It's not me walking anywhere. It's just me walking around my apartment, getting ready for my day. And uh, yeah, this, this piece, I decided to call it Keys. Don't forget your keys, Minge. Your keys. Where are they? You know, those things that unlock all the doors and lock your doors and then start your engine and propel you forth on your journey towards greatness. Your vital, irreplaceable, necessary keys. Ugh, seriously, where the fuck are they? Oh my God, I didn't even drink my tea again. And I didn't finish my oatmeal. One spoonful. Are you kidding me? One spoonful left. Why do you always leave one spoonful of oatmeal every fucking day? You know what? It's no big deal. It's not a big deal. It's just a tiny bit. I don't need to force myself if I'm not hungry. When I'm full, I can stop. So simple. So then why don't I just make less oatmeal? You do this every single day. What's the point of going through the trouble of making breakfast and making it all zen, your special me time with expensive organic food if you're not even going to actually eat it or drink it? Such a waste. You're wasting food. You know, there are starving children in North Korea and you're not even a baller yet. You can't afford to waste. How are you expecting to build an empire? How are you expecting to hire people and pay for their livelihoods when your ass can't even manage to finish your damn oatmeal? That's like 50 cents right there. You know what? That's a shitty frame of mind. That is a scarcity mindset. That is exactly the mindset that we've been working on getting rid of, right? Abundance. Abundance mindset all around. Remember, I have everything I need. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am overflowing with abundance. I am abundant in my physical world. I am abundant in my emotional world. I am abundant in my spiritual world. Seriously, why have I been doing these meditations if I'm not even going to apply them and just cry over 50 cents worth of oatmeal? You are a grown-ass woman. Get over it. Deal. You know, I'm not supposed to beat myself up anymore either. So I'm not doing so great in that department. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <sighs> Where are my keys? Really, though, why can't I give myself a break? Like, really, every other d half minute, I'm chewing myself out. This is annoying as shit, but I've been better. I've been get I'm getting better. I'm so getting better. Just chill. 
chill out. You know what? Your meditation, it's working. I swear. I don't care if people say it's a placebo effect. You know what? Fuck it. Placebo or not, a change has been made and that's what it's worth, right? It's worth it. And data only goes so far. The rest is faith. I get so annoyed when people try to dismantle my beliefs and come at me with their aggressive, where's the data? What does the data say? You know what? Fuck the data. I believe in spirits. I believe in the intangible. I believe in energies and law of attraction. And what's wrong with believing in that? What's wrong with believing in the soul? Nothing's wrong with that, okay? Nothing at all. Okay, so I got my keys somewhere, but I got my snacks. I got my wallet, got my charger. How do I have three chargers now? What a waste of money. You're just making clutter. You know, way to undo the Marie Kondo stuff that you're doing to get all the clutter out of your life. And you know, it's not just clutter, all right? You are clinging on. You are clinging on to every single thing. You just need to let it go. Why do you hoard? I mean, why? Because who knows what random moment in the future you're going to need to see the ticket stubs for the three separate times that you went to watch Titanic at the movie theater to revisit how much you wanted to marry Leonardo DiCaprio and how much you still hate Kate Winslet's casting? Why do you need your PE middle school shirt to remind you how you pretended to have cramps to avoid running track and how you have to pay money now to run and squat and dip? You definitely don't need the 90s K-pop posters. You don't need every note from every single ex-boyfriend, especially the ones from the psychotic one that you still hate. So useful, Minge. God, I need to be nice to myself. Just be nice. Be nice. I am my own best friend. I love myself. I take care of myself. I take care of my body. I take care of my mind. I take care of my soul. I'm beautiful. I'm powerful. I'm strong. I'm learning to let go. Self-love. Self-love. Love yourself. Treat yourself. You look nice today. You look like you've been working out. You have been working out. Good job. Seriously, you look great. But you got to work on that gut. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, you know, am I supposed to suspend reality and act like it's not there? Your stupid, horrible, ugly, eternal, always present gut. Can you fix your damn posture? And you know what? This arm fat. Why? Why is it always waving high? And what the fuck is going to take to get rid of that, huh? I've been YouTubing for years all over the place, tried every stupid trick in the book, the green juice, the smoothies, the apple cider vinegar, the coconut oil, the chia seeds, the flax seeds, the Garcinia Cambogia, the vitamin D, and now we're on to kefir. Before you know it, I'm going to be sipping on bone broth. I am so part of the problem. Hey, Korea. Stupid obsession with perfection. Stupid shame paralysis. Stupid eyelid surgery. Stupid nose jobs that I still kind of want to get. Stupid rage, stupid trauma, the stupid passive aggressive bullshit. And fuck you, America, you're not even that much better. The land that I love, the soil my yellow roots are planted in, the place that can't decide whether my parents belong in it or not, the people who ask me if I have a slanted vagina, the ones that ask me if I'm from North or South Korea, The ones who ask me why I have a problem with representation because I get all the best stereotypes and everyone on every dating app wants to fuck me more than anyone else. I'm not black. Why am I complaining? 
Sometimes I sit and wonder how I can love people that I hate so much. Is that what love is? Loving through hate? I wonder what it'd be like to actually accept myself. I wonder what it'd be like to accept aging gracefully. And I wonder how much of my brain I allocate to obsessing about my looks and to the deconstruction of every single thought and action that comes in and out of my brain. What would the data say? It'd be a sad story. The tragedy of our times. Time that is more precious to me with every single passing day. The obsession with every flaw, every fold of skin that betrays my hard-earned interval sets, every gummy, tiny-eyed smile that actually reflects my purest joy but makes me look less Instagram-ready. Every single comment and post or conversation that I sit and question, wondering if I said the right thing, if I encouraged somebody properly, if I hurt them, or if I made myself a fool. Or I could just start to love myself. I could say fuck it to everything that stands in my way. Every crazy neurotic thing I've programmed into my life. I could make new habits. I could make some goals. I could vote for city council. I could write my own damn story. I could move millions with my art. I can make hearts bleed and eyes swell from liberating tears. I can help develop young leaders from Honolulu to DC, engineers, doctors, philanthropists, artists, creators, politicians. I could ignite bright minds who could heal our fucking planet and alleviate the damage that's being wreaked by incompetent partisan sellouts who run our free world. I could hug Every person that I meet with a genuine love from the deepest part of my heart, I could show compassion and give them a moment of relief from their incessant, critical, suffocating, self-doubting pain. I could use my mind, a mind that's been built up and broken down, flipped around until I didn't know which way was up, but I learned how to figure it out anyways. I could share my thoughts my thoughts that have been expanded and challenged by joys and injustice. In this ridiculous, crazy, sacred, beautiful world, I could share my heart. Worn out from every insecurity under the sun, built up by wisdom from experience, given life by Beyonce and Kendrick and Celine Dion, a heart enlightened by lectures from my overbearing father, soothed by the love of my immigrant mother, encouraged by my brothers, infused with hope and laughter from my friends. I could deal with it. I could keep going, even when I'm exhausted and doubtful, trying desperately to find something worthy in this perfect mess that is me, I could persist. I could, and I will. (sighs) Sweet, I found my keys. All right, and so now, thank you guys for uh, bearing with me into my crazy mind. And uh, I still am in a little bit of suspended disbelief that I'm actually recorded that and that will be public. But whatever, uh, will be archived for my kids to make fun of me in the future. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to the IMO, in my opinion, segment, uh, we have a question that has come in from Lily Rugo, who is a wonderful, passionate fan. And thank you, Lily, for sending me this question. And today's question, this week's question is, when does a passion project or hobby become worth it? When is the dream worth pursuing? 
when is it worth pursuing? Okay, to be totally corny, my answer to that, it's always worth pursuing. And I think um, a dream takes a long time to formulate, actually, because I think life always takes us down these different paths that help us help us help us figure out what it is that we want. So uh, what I've what I've been learning through a, a very uh, experiential process and a very spiritual process is that the good is good, but also the bad is good. That uh, a lot of people who follow kind of the law of attraction mentality is it's called contrast. It's basically saying that, you know, we can, we need to have very variation in our experiences. And a lot of times the difficult times will help us really discern what we do want versus what we don't. And I, I think there's probably a lot of people out there who would agree with me that sometimes you learn a lot more from things that you don't want to do and things that hurt you or things that upset you and angered you. Um, you learn more sometimes from those experiences than when everything was hunky-dory and going swimmingly. So it's not to detract from the value, but that to say that there's value in both. And so when it comes to your dreams, you know, we all kind of, I think we're all born with a certain spirit and a personality. And then we have these tastes that grow over time, right? You watch a movie, you go to school, you learn something about a specific subject, you travel somewhere, all these different experiences start shaping like, well, wow, this would be a really, really cool thing that I want to do um, to be a writer or to make films or to be an actor. And uh, to reflect on that, I actually knew deep down that I wanted to be an actor since I was really, really young. I was always really obsessed with TV and film. But again, I didn't learn that it was an actual career option until I was much older. So um, kind of going back to what I was originally saying, that dream takes a long time to form in the first place. So when I think maybe you're referring to in our adult lives, right? When does it become worth pursuing? Um I find that really difficult for me to answer because that really, no, not to slide out of answering your question, that's really up to you. And I think that you should take give it the time that it deserves to investigate. Um, the thing with dreams is that they're fickle. And sometimes when you frame things as dreams, they become unreachable. There's something that maybe that's just me, but I, I was more of a dreamer and visionary than I was a goal setting human, (laughs) which I learned about myself recently. So I think if you can kind of take your dream, take an idea that you have and break it down into actionable items and give yourself a timeline, I think that can really guide you in that decision-making process, right? If you say, I want to be a writer, Lily, I know I'm being very specific to you because I know you and I know you have interest in writing, right? And you've explored a lot of different avenues and different internships and being a freelancer to investigate that. Well, then I think that's great. And I think along that path, you're going to have different experiences and experience things that are both good and bad things that are exhausting and infuriating and inspiring, all of those things combined will help develop a sense of um, self and a gut feeling and an intuition where you're like, yes, this is what I really want to do. This is how I want to do it. And that will help educate whether you feel like it's really worth pursuing. 
you know what I'm saying? And and again, those feelings um, also need to be coupled with practicality. The reason why people can feel very hindered on whether they want to pursue a dream or not is again that idea that it's really lofty and unreachable. And then and then on the other side of that, dreams just by by you know implicit nature, it sounds like it's something that's impractical. And pursue your dreams. I think everyone says, I admire you for pursuing your dreams because they it makes it sound like it's like this impractical, wild thing that you as a person somehow can't do, which I think is is silly. Um, so I think you need to couple that dream mentality by breaking down to goals and and bring the loftiness down by putting some practical elements to it. Find out how you can make a living off of it. Um I say this to all the artists that I've met and worked with in collaboration. You you can't be a starving artist forever. You you need to eat if you want to keep making art. If you want to still pursue that dream, you want to be able to get up and move with intention and focus and not be exhausted. You got to figure out how to sustain yourself, right? So um, that, again, all comes down to experience. And I really, um, I really encourage people who are trying to figure out if their passion uh, is meant to be a career or just a hobby, in either case, I think, I think it's a yes to either one. But that requires something different from from you. Let's just be clear about that. You're not going to get the same outcomes if you're going to focus on it as a career. You got to go 110 percent in, and you got to do the work. You got to do the research and the networking, and put yourself out there and negotiate and create a rate sheet, whatever it is that you got to do to survive. And if you want to pursue it just as a hobby, I 110% support people keeping their dreams alive by just doing it in their free time. No one, not everyone is meant to be a professional XYZ. And sometimes the reality is sometimes that takes it away from, it takes away from the experience. Sometimes the burden of making your entire living off of this dream, uh, it can be really, really burdensome and really, you know, it actually makes your dream less worth having sometimes. It makes it pretty shitty. So um, those, all those things are, are, are really great questions, Lily. I think they're um, important to ask, do I want to do this as a career? Do I want to do this as a hobby? And to what extent am I willing to go in order to actualize these things? Because I don't think... Uh, we we talk about our dreams so that they just stay up in the air or out in the cloud, right? This cloud. Uh, I think we we have these dreams because there's something inside of us that really wants to make them reality. So whatever form you want to make that reality, whether it's career or passion, hobby, um, I say pursue it. Find out. Uh, I think, y'all, we're living in the time of Google. No excuses. We live in the time of Reddit, too find your answer your answer is somewhere and if it's not on the internet it's in somebody who has a connection or an opinion or linkedin or whatever be hungry for it and i think in that pursuit a the pursuit is what it's about anyway that's the journey but in the pursuit you will figure it out um because you'll you'll really be able to carve out hey i can i cannot live without this thing if i am not acting if i'm not making film and i know that this is my purpose that um there's something deep within me that wants to tell stories in this way you'll know i really trust that you will know and by pursuing it you'll you'll discover it you know faster and more uh intensely and then on the other side you know in pursuing that, if you realize this isn't 
you know, I, I, I'm okay with having the nine to five and being in a band on the side, just jamming with my friends, making some stuff, putting it up on SoundCloud or if SoundCloud still exists, um, or YouTube or whatever, whatever. And, and then that's enough. Then that's enough. And, um, you'll never know until you try. So what it comes down to Lily and the rest of the, our audience go for your dreams. Absolutely. And I think we can all be surprised to discover what the actual answer is, whether that dream is worth pursuing, um, what it really means to us, how it's going to play out and what new dreams will emerge out of that. You know, I don't really personally want to be an actor forever. I've realized I, I want to act and I'm gonna, but it's not the end all be all for me. And that's funny because if you asked me that three years ago, I wouldn't have had another dream to answer you with, but now I've, it's spawned into like 12 other new dreams off of pursuing acting. So uh, I think that's the fun of it. And I hope that you guys all have fun in pursuing your dreams and you can uh, stick through it when it gets hard because pursuing your dreams is also really tough and uh, it's very humbling too. So in all that grow and take it all in, um, trust your gut, make, make sound decisions. Even if you're not hundred percent sure in the decisions that you make, make them and fuck up and fail and you'll figure it out along the way from there too. Okay. So that's just my opinion on pursuing dreams and figuring out, um, when the dream is worth pursuing. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I have, I'm really excited for next week's topic and next week we will have a guest. And in the meantime, I hope that you will check out my Patreon page if you have been uh, inspired to support this channel and and like the content that uh, I'm bringing to you. I would appreciate your support if you'd be a patron. You go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast. And you can find first of all on iTunes, Google Play Music, on Radio Public, and now on Stitcher. We're working on Spotify. And then we will take over the world. Uh, thank you to my producer Marvin Yue for always sticking by my side and helping make this all happen thank you to Clara for providing the music for each episode and uh, yeah follow first of all pod on Instagram and Twitter where I will be uh, sometimes posting (laughs) I'm working on it otherwise have a great week I'm sending you tons of love and encouragement you got this I'll see you next week stop don't move